0: Good evening, and welcome to our podcast, 152, written June 4th, 2023. The title of our podcast today is, Who is God? He is the only supreme being in the universe who deserve our allegiance, our faith, our loyalty, and our obedience. He created us. He knows all about us inside out. God is omniscient as he is all-wise. God is omnipotent as he is all-powerful. God is omnipresent as he is all-present. He is with us all the time. We know God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the triune God, or Trinity, meaning three persons in one. God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. It's a saying that we shout across church pews at our early morning, uh, Sabbath morning greeting our greeting time, I should say, one to another. And the Bible confirms it, that God is good. Psalm 73, 1. Re- read it. God gave us three names to address him by, in Scripture, God Jehovah, Exodus 6, 3, God Jesus, Luke two twenty-one; 21, and God the Holy Spirit. John fifteen twenty six. All other names men have ascribed to God because of something great, something powerful, majestic, wonderful, loving, a great deed or act God did for them in their lives. But we attribute other names to him, such as Shalom, he's my Prince of Peace, Rapha, He's my healer, Jireh. He's my provider and deliverer, Nisi. He's my banner, he gave me victory. Sabaoth, he's the Lord of hosts and strong deliverer who reigns victoriously. Shama. he's always with me. And David called upon him, Raha, he is my shepherd the jews gave god all these names because of the acts he did for them who he was to them as a people over the years over the years we have added a lot of hebrew names of god into our vocabulary remember it was good for that time and that individual who called upon him. And God responded. As with them, God looked at what was on their hearts. Same with us. What glory do you ascribe to the Lord in your time, in your day, in your hour of need? That's what matters today. Some of us use these Hebrew names of God to prove we are smarter than others. Some do it to seek a closer walk with God. Some do it to ascribe a stronger Jesus Christ by saying Adonai instead of Lord or Yahweh instead of God. It's all good. He knows our heart. He knows the reason we do these things. It's not going to make him jump up or any quicker to, to answer because he looks up on the heart. Okay? We as a people should make a point of giving all due honor, respect, and glory to God Almighty. But in, sincerity, in sincerity, Do it in sincerity. For God is not a mere man, even though Jesus Christ became man to experience and take on sin upon his cross for our salvation. Okay, but don't play with God. He's not just a mere man. The Godhead, in essence, is plural, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yet, when we address him, We call upon him as singular, my God, my Lord, because of the unity of God as he acts and functions as one. Healer, one he thinks as one, he loves as one, he creates as well, create, it was let us create. But yeah, he's still one God. He creates as one, he speaks as one, he's do as one, he even blesses and curses as one. He is one God, he is not divided. Deuteronomy 6, 4, read it. Yet, a Godhead of three distinct individuals we call the Trinity, he, Jesus, the Word of God, created the world. When he came to man, He invited his team, Father and Holy Spirit and himself, to create man. And he said, let us make man in our own image. He didn't speak man into existence like other creatures, but rather hovered down and created him in care and intimate fashion. The Bible says, from the dust of the earth the dust of the ground let me read he says and God said let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth Genesis 1 26 Read it. When God gave man dominion, he put the fear of God in his creation. All the creatures feared man. That man was ruler and he was to have dominion over them all. (laughs) That includes Satan and evil spirits, ladies and gentlemen. That's the power of God in us, which he gave Adam and Eve. And we have restored in Christ Jesus. Amen? The name of God is not supposed to be used frivolously, nor in vain. The Bible even says that he will hold you guilty if you do use his name in vain. Exodus twenty seventeen. Read it. His name is God. And it does not bear the predicate, past tense, or surname, or last name, damn, behind it. And because it's a commandment of God, a lot of people will go to hell for cursing. Oh, no, no, Brother Gene, come on, people ain't going to go to hell for cursing. Oh, yes, they will. Cursing is just as much a sin as lying. Or stealing, or killing, and so on. Again, I ask, who is God? I will give you some attributes that identify Him. God is love. First John four seven and eight. Read it. The Bible is God. Uh oh, wait a minute, brother Gene. You've gone too far now. The Bible is not God. Well. Not in the literal sense, but I'd like to say you might be right, you might be wrong. What are you saying, Brother Gene? Okay, listen. You see, everything we know about God, we learn from his word. And the word Jesus, remember, he also is God. I ask you, my friend, have, have you read the Bible through? Notice the scripture that says, the word was made flesh, John 1, 14. Read it. He, the word, was always God. But he, too, revealed himself even more to us, became a baby, and was born as Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Also, i like to say Jesus Christ, the Son of God, spoke to men from Moses, the originator, beginning, beginning of Scripture, to John, the revelator, the end of Scripture, and allowed them to write his word, or write himself, if you will, in print, from scrolled parchments to paper, Bibles. We've been doing it all these years because he wants to be close to us. Or should I say, he condensed himself, if you will, into this little book we call the Bible. Just to reach men. After sin came into the world, he done everything he could to save us. So he can give us finite humans comprehension to give little minds a way to understand himself. A mighty God. Listen, they were not getting it from the mountaintop, you know that. No offense to Moses, he did a good job. They weren't getting it from the tabernacle either, and that you know also. No offense to Solomon, he built a good temple. So, he, Jesus Christ, the Word of God became flesh. He now could teach among men and live and dwell here with us. John 1.14 again. Read it. Jesus Christ giving us a more intimate relationship with God, showing the ultimate example of who God is. You want to know who God is? Look at Jesus. He even told his disciples have I not been with you all this time and you ask me show us the father <laughs> remember Emmanuel God is with us Isaiah seven seventeen and Matthew 1 read it so when when we're not in the church being taught by the pastor and our preacher we can continue to grow our spirit in his word by studying ourselves, amen, to give us more of him through His Word, something to read, to nurture our spirits with His Word, the Bible. Also, even when he left to go back to heaven, we still are able to know him as he grow, even as we grow rather, even more via His Holy Spirit not depending necessarily on the under-shepherds. We call them preachers, teachers, rabbis, popes, ministers, pastors. As you know, some will depart from the faith. In these last days, some will depart from the faith. Therefore, God wants us to ultimately to depend on his Holy Spirit to continue to nurture and teach us all things. John 14, 26. Read it. Because in the last days, some religious leaders and the people who follow their teachings are not going to endure sound doctrine, according to 2 Peter 4, 3, and 4. Read it. God wants us to learn ourselves his word. That's a caring God. Would you agree? For the cross... From the cross to the end of time, via the Holy, His Holy Spirit, He made provisions to teach and lead us His promise to never forsake us. He said, Lo, I'm with you always. Matthew 28, 20. Read it. When God said, I will put my law and our word in their hearts, and no one won't need to teach his brother about the word of God. In other words, it won't be any excuse for man not knowing the word of God. Jeremiah 31, 33, and 34. Paraphrase, read it. He says, I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within you, and I will take that stony heart out of their flesh, and will give them a heart of flesh, that they may walk in my statutes and keep mine ordinance and do them, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God. Ezekiel eleven nineteen. Read it. That's who God is. He bends over backwards to save us. To the utmost amen amen we have a physical heart that pumps blood through our vascular system okay i also believe god gave us a spiritual heart that that's like a vacuum chamber except a place where man's spirit is also where God intend to place his word from time to time to nurture man's spirit, to keep man in his truth and righteousness. But only one thing concerns me. Man is the doorkeeper. And man has the power of choice. Hmm. Nevertheless, because that chamber belongs to us, the enemy can also go there via our five senses and plant sin and falsehood. You ask why? Because Satan too is spirit. And how? Uh Because our foreparents opened the door to Satan when they sinned against God in the Garden of Eden remember what jesus said let's use the metaphor of the parable jesus said an enemy has done this is what he told the servants. he knew that it want it wasn't rather the seed of the word he originally planted there he in his infinite wisdom also knew that wicked one call the devil and or Satan will come along and try to take away the good word that man heard. As the word was not yet rooted in man's heart, Matthew 13 19, read it. Definitely read that one. And in essence, he is saying, when you hear the word, listen now, accept it, receive it, and believe it. That way, the enemy can't come along and pluck it out because it has rooted. But when you sit on the fence or the sideline, you questioning the word, you question, you pondering the word in your mind or whatever, and and you think about it too long, you're doubting what the preacher has said or. What the Bible says you are leaving the door open and the room for the enemy to come in and come along through those same five senses should I name them the five senses of hearing seeing smell taste and touch and or feel and he calls you to doubt what you heard that's one of the senses you should uh, you should choose to refuse and reject him rather than rejecting rejecting the word. That's how the devil takes away what you heard. You sit there pondering instead of receiving it immediately. Jesus explained to Explain this to us to protect us. His banner over us is love. Just as a mother hen covers her brood, God seeks to protect us from the enemy. Therefore, my friend, our God is a caring and protecting God. That's another attribute of knowing God. Psalms 91.4 and Matthew 23.37. Read it when man first sinned god proved that he was a merciful god he could have struck adam and eve down immediately but them being sorrowful and ashamed of their wrong instead he had mercy instead of killing them he killed a lamb so he could cover them cover their nakedness was a symbolic to him covering our sins in the future his sacrifice he demonstrated there in that garden is what he was going to do on the cross god showed us he is merciful and gracious right then and there genesis 3 21 read it god is patient because when someone jumps up in your face in your kingdom your domain and talk about taking over your throne and if <laughs> if a human done that uh, to a king here on earth he would have been executed annihilated and God should have killed Satan when he sinned in heaven but instead God is patient he just kicked him out and appointed a time for his destruction in the future. That takes, that takes godly patience, my friend. Oh, did I mention God is patient? That's another attribute. In fact, the fruits of his spiritual tree of life bears nine manners of fruit. You wanna hear what they are? We have love, joy, peace, forbearance, as the patience name, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This is all part of God's character. Those are the fruits of the Spirit. That's what He wants us to bear. Okay? All of which are attributes of God's character. Galatians 5 22 and 23. Paraphrase. Read it. Pray with me. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I repent of my sins. Please come into my heart. I receive you now as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. My friend, if you prayed that prayer, as the Scriptures say, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. You are now a part of the family of God. Amen? Amen. Now, a word of my Father. Lord God, as you continue to call men out of darkness to your marvelous light in Jesus Christ, your Son, I thank you, Lord God, for allowing me to be a part of your ministry. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.